You're listening to The Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. Got the, uh, I got the center ice package, man. I love listening to different guys uh, on, you know, going back to the Carolina days. So I enjoy it. Uh, you got a great call. So I know I truly appreciate it. Um, the Kraken, uh, you know, big win last night. And, and the Kraken are another one of those teams, except they're just in the West where here they are. They're, they're seven points back of Nashville, but they have two games in hand. And like, like, where do you think the Kraken are as, and as far as maybe being a seller, do you think they wait right till the deadline? Because I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Nashville or Calgary, St. Louis, you know, are clearly better than them. So where do you think Ron Francis' head is at right now a week out? Well, I, I, I can guess that his head is always, you know, where it needs to be in terms of, you know, his overall plan, like the bigger plan. And, and, and so when you look at it, the players that they have that could be in play here, I'm not 100% sure that the, the, the haul, the return back will be much different if it were to happen today or next week yep. or right at the deadline. Um, so I think he's going to let it play out for a little bit here. They won a big game last night. They're still irrelevant. they got a long way to go. They need to streak. And they need to win again, and they need to roll off some games here in succession. Um, so I, I, I just think it's, it's wait and see for now, and I think if he gets in and around it, even if they're a little bit closer, I think he'll be realistic, and he'll make the right move, and he'll make moves that you know are, are good for the player. And uh, the guys that are in play, I think they would like to retain with the right term. Uh, that might be the issue for some of these guys. And uh, and we'll see. But there's no question that, you know, what happened last year with the Kraken was a perfect storm. And this group that they have this year, this was their opportunity to prove they could do it again. They've fallen short. Um, and I don't think anybody here is seeing anything other than the realistic situation that presents itself, which is it's a, it's a good team with a lot of veterans that you drafted in an expansion process, and there's some youth coming. And uh, they have a deep prospect pool. They're proud of that. And they think, uh, you know, that's going to be the next step. And, and how you get there is by managing your assets, and I think that's what it'll do. And that makes total sense. And so, you know, guys who are pending UFAs include Eberly and Wenberg and Schultz. And we all know that sometimes there's teams that are, you know, looking for guys with an extra year of term. And, you know, like Adam Larson, if I was Seattle, I wouldn't want to trade him. But, God, he would have a lot of value on the market right now. You know, he's got an unbelievable cap hit and only $4 million. And he's a legit top pair, right, defenseman. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know if Seattle wants to move him at this point. Although I guess, you know, it all depends on what the return is. But, you know, you look at, at Eberly and, and Wenberg. What do you think the odds are any of those guys re-signing in Seattle? I think that it's a 50-50, to be fair. Okay. I, I think both guys would love to do it. I think they'd like to get the best deal possible. And I'm not sure that if you're the, the, the general manager that holds their rights right now uh, in and around a trading deadline that you're going to just say, okay, we're going we're gonna to go three years, say, with, with, with uh, Jordan Everly. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's fair. Uh, maybe two years is, is better for the team. Maybe the player wants four. 
you know, and if that's the case, then, you know, give him a chance to go somewhere else and be a piece. I, I think this is a place that's uh, earned a good reputation with the players, and those players can always come back. So there's always that opportunity to get back in the mix, you know, in and around uh, uh, July 1. So you could you could always do something along those lines. Um, but I don't think the team wants to tie uh, too much up into players who are, you know, past 30, in and around 30. Uh, you have to be real. There's some other pieces here. You mentioned Adam Larson. There's Yanni Gord. They traded for Oliver Bjorkstrand. There's an RFA situation with Ellie Tolvin in his 24. He's a young player, so they have his rights. Veneers needs a contract. You know, Dunn got his contract last summer. So, um, you know, all these things come into play. And when you're dealing with a player, uh, for instance, in Jordan Everly, I mean, everybody loves him here. I think he loves it here. He's part of the leadership core. But again, you get down to business. What makes the most sense? And if I'm the player, I want the most I can get. And maybe what has to happen for that is you go be a piece for a team that wants a cup, uh, increase your market value, and maybe it works out long-term for you. Or if you have to come back and and come back to a place that still wants you, you're still comfortable, you still have a role, uh, I think they'd welcome any of those players back. John, I know it was only one game, but uh, you saw him for many years uh, doing play-by-play in the East. Uh, The Penguins come in last night, Seattle shuts them out. What do you make of this Penguins team right now? Like, like they're kind of delaying the inevitable. Everybody knows they're going to have to rebuild at some point, but man, like it looks like it, it might have to be sooner than than later. I would think with the Penguins. I think so. I, 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 I based on what I saw last night, what I've seen, you know, leading up to the game, just just doing some, uh, you know, prep for the Penguins and whatever. Um, Evgeny Malkin just doesn't play the same way he did and uh not at all and Latang, you can see you can see the fa- the age factor there but they're attached to a, a long-term deal with him they made the deal for carlson um that kind of is what it is and then there's sydney who who probably i i don't know anything's possible right anything's possible um but his season has been phenomenal mm-hmm. he continues to just be that player um, I think he's going to warrant some conversation for a major award, maybe a Selkie. Um, you know, that's that's going to be interesting to watch. But he has delivered everything, and I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I think they owe it to him to uh, to present a plan soon. Yeah. You know, what exactly is going to happen here? It seems to be a lot of gray area with Kyle Dubas. Uh, you can't get a read on it. And then they have a great player in his prime, like Jake Gensel. And it appears from what you read and what you hear that uh, there isn't much interest in going back to Pittsburgh. And uh, he's a he's a game breaker. He's a he's a great player, as we all know, right? So um, it, that's an interesting team to look at. And if you wait too long, it becomes a big mess. And that's that's what you, they're trying to avoid. You would think. Yeah, no, it it is fascinating because you're right. Crosby's having an unreal year, and I know he was on record as saying, "Hey, I want to be a Pittsburgh guy," and I understand all that, but. Man, like I don't see him getting moved this year, but I look at next season, and if all of a sudden we fast forward to next February and the Pens are in the exact same spot and they're missing the playoffs again, and he's a pending UFA, like I think the conversation becomes serious. And I like you imagine a team that could acquire Sidney Crosby, John, like it, not only just for name recognition for your team, but a hell of a player. Like man, he'd be one of the most sought after trade deadline guys around. Well, and, and you look at the the new ownership there in Pittsburgh, and you know I'm a I'm a uh, 
a long time Red Sox fan. Okay, so I'm kind of living through this on the baseball side, watching you know what's happened uh, with their teams. They had great success with this ownership, but lately it's been about moving players out of there and going to a kind of a restructuring, retooling, whatever you want to call it. And I would think they'd be in the same mindset with a player like Sidney Crosby when he becomes your most valuable asset. You know what's best for him. What's best for the team? And uh, what are you going to do as a franchise moving forward? You almost have to act on it to, to make it better, make it better for your investment in, in, in your team. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting to watch. Um, I, I'm not sure that, uh, that Sydney would want to be around, uh, you know, just go down with the ship if that's the way it's going to be. with other franchises in this league takes a long time um so you know again that'll be uh that'll be fascinating to see it unfold john one quick one for you you look at the orders coming in Connor mcdavid of course is uh, is red hot um who do you see on home ice what's the matchup seattle's going to want to get as much as they can tomorrow against mcdavid's line well, it's interesting. I mean, because the the the, the line that you know at home that Haxtell, who doesn't hard match much, Dave Haxtell, uh, because of the balance and the way the Kraken have been constructed here, um, he can roll four, and the four lines that he has had when they're fully healthy, um, basically have the same DNA. So it all it all kind kind of works because they're hard workers and they're, you know, they've even called themselves a great group of third line players, right? So. But the one line that's checked at home against the matchup, a, a high-end matchup like that, has been Yanni Gord, Ellie Tolvin, and Oliver Bjorkstrand. But they've been broken up. Um, they just uh, they're trying to get more offense. They're trying to get uh, Bjorkstrand going a little bit, and he has found some harmony with Wenberg on his line. Um, so it's either Gord or Wenberg, and whoever they're playing with, it's probably going to be in that situation. And then it'll be interesting to see, you know, how the Oilers, you know, go about it and whether or not the the big two are separated or playing together as they have been for a bit here. Um, and, and the thing about Edmonton, they play well in Seattle. They always have. Yep. Connor plays great here. Uh, Connor, you know, he has a feel in every building, but for whatever reason, he's put up some huge performances in Seattle. Leon has two and, uh, and they need to come out of the shoot and, and, and kind of dictate the game. So that's something the Kraken have been fighting that won't be an easy thing, uh, but if they can make it difficult, you know, I was there Wednesday night with Eddie. We did the uh, TNT game in St. Louis and the week before when Boston was there. Um, you know, you can you can get into the teeth of of what's ailing the Oilers a little bit at times, which is uh, defensively again, right? So if if the Kraken can just you know take their will and make it difficult, make the ice difficult, which will be a challenge. But if they can do that, you know, interesting as the game goes along, uh, if, the, if the Kraken can kind of turn that in their favor. John, really appreciate your time. Enjoy the matinee affair tomorrow. Thanks for this. I will. Thanks, Jason. Take care. Thanks.